welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and Midlife Career Rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey, Rebels, welcome back to the podcast. I have had money on my mind recently. You know, as the song goes, I've had my mind on my money and my money on my mind. And I think it's because we're at the end of the year. I'm taxes are on the brain. I've been reviewing some financial goals, setting new ones for the new year. And while going through this process and making my plans, particularly because I always try to up level and go up to uh, another income level, it struck me that I've really not had a good relationship with money. In fact, I discovered over the years that I have some really serious blocks and limits around money. It's been one of those things I've been working on for a while, and I have made some great strides, but I realize every year as I get to this place of really thinking about financial goals, that other stuff comes up. I've been reading books like Profit First, Get Rich Lucky Bitch, The 30-Day Money Cleanse, Tapping Into Wealth, and rereading books like Think and Grow Rich, and they've been fabulous, and I recommend them all to really help me realize that I've been doing the money thing all wrong. You know, I've been focusing on trying to go through the actions and efforts to make the money and keep forgetting that it always starts with me. That really my relationship with money, as I thought about it, has always been rather shitty. Now, you may be wondering, well, Carol, what do you mean by relationship with money? And I would say, my dear sister, that's a phrase that I had to develop an understanding of myself. I mean, in my mind, you either had it or you didn't. You either saved it or you spent it or some combination of both, or you either made quote unquote good money or you were just getting by. I mean, there was no relationship to be had. It just was what it was. But when I started noticing my own uneasiness and doubts and resistance to hitting specific money goals, I knew I had to dig in and explore what it was all about. And listen, if you think this episode doesn't apply to you because you're not an entrepreneur and you earn a salary, or you think that money just is what it is, then you, my dear sister, need to pull up a chair, get out some pen and paper, and listen intently. What I'm going to share with you today will hopefully change all of that crazy thinking for you. That's why today on the podcast, we're going to talk about money beliefs, money goals, and what's keeping you from getting what you want. But let's start with what I mean about money relationships and money stories. So the definition that I want to present to you is a money story is a personal narrative you have about money. It makes up your beliefs, your thoughts and feelings about money, and it affects your financial behaviors and ultimately your financial outcomes. I just want to repeat that again. A money story is a personal narrative that you have about money. It makes up your beliefs, thoughts, and feelings about money. It affects your financial behaviors and ultimately your financial outcomes. Our relationship with money is probably one of the most complicated relationships that we have. And our stories around money are grounded in how we grew up with it. 
what we've heard about it, what we were told about it, and how we watch people around us use and spend it. For example, I was always relatively indifferent about money for many years and assumed it would always be there because in my family, we never talked about it. It never seemed to be an issue. And I honestly can't remember not getting whatever I wanted. I was relatively indifferent around money. For many years, I assumed it would always be there because we really never talked about it in my family. It never seemed to be an issue, and I can remember pretty much getting whatever I wanted. But when my parents divorced, I watched my mother, a 40-plus-year-old Black woman in the mid-70s at a time when women had no financial rights or freedoms, struggle with making money. And then my money story shifted from it's always available to me to money does not come easily. And that story, that narrative about money is hard, it's hard to get, it's hard to make it, you struggle in order to get money. That narrative has been playing in the background of my mind for decades. And it impacted what I believe was possible for me around earning and making money. And what's even deeper is that it got tied to even my values and my behaviors and my work ethic around worth, around earning, and around what was possible for me with money. And listen, our stories around money exist whether we're quote unquote good with it or not. For example, A lot of people who are good with money may have a story that they need to save it all or as much as possible, because if they don't, it'll be gone or they're going to lose it all. So you see, it's usually our stories around money that dictate our feelings and our actions around it. And if you're not honest with yourself about these stories, then you'll create money patterns for yourself that will make it extremely hard and challenging to overcome. And they operate in the unconscious level of our mind, so we don't even know what's going on. The other thing about our money stories and our career decisions are that they are definitely intertwined. Now, maybe your money story has caused you to, say, stay where you are longer than you wanted to. Or perhaps you took a position based solely on the money, or you rejected your ideal position because of the money. All of these decisions are based on those narratives, those stories, our relationship with money, and what we believe about what can happen based on our actions and the decisions we take around money. When it comes to money in our careers, our stories are also tied, as I said, to our beliefs and values and worth about ourselves. So say you heard your parents say things like, well, you've got to work twice as hard or be twice as good as everyone else to be successful, or you have to work hard for your money, or you have to fight for everything you have, or similar stories like that. This may have caused you to unconsciously believe that you have to work long hours, weekends, work overtime, even to the point of burnout and missing time with your family. When it comes to money in our careers, our money stories are also tied to our beliefs around our values and our worth. So if you've heard phrases from your parents like, well, you've got to work twice as hard or be twice as good as everyone else to be successful, 
or that you have to work hard for your money, or you have to fight for everything you have, or similar stories like that. This may cause you to unconsciously believe that you have to work long hours, work over the weekends, work overtime, even to the point of burnout or missing time with your family, all because you think if you don't work to the point of exhaustion or overwhelm, it somehow means that you're failing or you're not doing as good of a job as you could, or you'll be unsuccessful. You may even believe that you don't even deserve the title or deserve the job or even the money that you make unless you are sweating blood and tears to earn every penny that's given to you. And let's not forget there's a lot of misogyny, racism, and sexism around money. After all, look at the inequity in pay between men and women and even the disparity between white women and women of color. I mean, it's no wonder we struggle with our thoughts and beliefs around what's possible when it comes to earning and making money. Also, when you look across class and generations, the gender narratives from baby boomers, what they heard around money is very different from the latchkey kid in the 80s, as well as the millennial and the Gen Z generation today. Midlife women probably heard things like women are good with money or don't out earn a man or you won't get a husband or find someone with a good job that can take care of you so you don't have to worry about money. Many midlife women like me were fed these type of narratives growing up, mainly because our moms and sometimes our dads had minimal socioeconomic options. And because their options were limited, they passed that limiting belief on to us. And as a result, I've seen so many smart, successful women who have inherited this idea that they don't have many options and should be grateful for whatever options come their way. And so they feel trapped and they feel like they have nowhere else to go because the cap has been placed. The limit has been placed. The thoughts around what they can have and can't have around money have been set. Now, most people will argue that, listen, I have a job description and I work for somebody and that sets the salary potential income. And this is why I want my careerists to pay attention, because if you believe your value is low, right, based on a money story, then this is all you'll ever have or get. Your income is going to match that belief system. That's why women statistically don't negotiate for significant raises or salaries when they're going after a job or going after a promotion. This misogynistic feeling of guilt about asking for more money or believing that they should be grateful for what they get always gets in the way. And yes, while outside factors like your experience and education play a factor in your income, the truth is it's your money beliefs that play a much more significant role. I often coach my clients to stop giving 120%, to know that their B-minus work is probably more valuable than someone else's A-plus work. But when I say that, they often look at me like I have two heads. In fact, as you hear me say it now, how does it sound to you? Are you shuddering at the thought? Would you feel it's fair to get paid more without working super hard, extra hard, overtime to the point of burnout? But why is it that you think your B-minus work is any less valuable? Why do you believe that whatever you bring to the table is going to be amazing and worth the money that you deserve? It's probably a money story. And listen, I'm not trying to say money needs to be your single motivator in life, Right. As Zig Ziglar said, money isn't everything, but it ranks right up there with oxygen. 
And even if money isn't your number one motivator, it's certainly not mine. So it's okay if it's not your greatest motivator. But it doesn't mean you can't be honest and real about what you want, what you want to make, and be unapologetic about going after it and getting it so that you can have the lifestyle you want, that you can contribute to the charities that you want, that you can create funds for your children, that you can live the way you want to live. Money provides opportunities and there's nothing wrong with wanting some. And there's nothing wrong with being bold about setting goals to go after it. But oftentimes we don't because we have a lot of stories about it. We have a poor and like I once did, a shitty relationship with money. We've also been conditioned to use terms like, I love this, abundance and prosperity. And there's nothing wrong with those terms. There's nothing wrong with wanting to live in abundance and have prosperity. But when we use them in in lieu of talking about actual dollars and cents, we use these generic and safe terms because they're safe and they don't make us have to feel uncomfortable when we try to talk dollars and cents. The problem is we have to be clear when we want something. When we want to manifest or visit or have a vision board or set intentions or set goals, they need to be clear and they need to be specific. And abundance and prosperity aren't specific goals. It causes us to have the mentality of settling for good enough, or I just need enough to get by, or just let me have this and I'll be fine. This kind of settling that we do in this idea of abundance and prosperity. I mean, even think about that. When you think about abundance and prosperity, do you think you just want to have enough to get by? Or are you thinking big? I mean, really think about it. We need to start talking dollars and cents to try to go beyond the unconscious limits that we've set and any resistance that we're experiencing. So I want to do something with you right now. And I want you to really think about it and answer honestly. Take a moment and think of a specific dollar amount that you would absolutely love to make. Then when you come up with that number, I want you to write it down and then I want you to say it out loud. Right. So just take a moment, come up with like, what's my absolute dream number? And don't give it a lot of thought, just whatever pops into your mind. And then when you write it down, look at it and say out loud, I want to make and fill in the blank with the money that you have that you've listed there. Now, as you thought about that number and said it out loud, how did it feel? Be honest. Did you feel some stress, some tightening in your throat? little anxiety, guilt, fear, butterflies in your stomach? Did negative self-talk pop up immediately like, please, you ain't never going to make that much money. Why would you even say that? Like, what happened? If you felt some kind of way about that number you wrote down, then you definitely have a money story and it needs to be uncovered right now. You have to undo what you have set in order to get what you want in the future. Why? Because your subconscious mind will resist any goal or ambition to make more than what you've trained yourself to believe as possible. You'll make excuses for not applying for better jobs. You'll procrastinate doing the things that could advance your career. Or you'll do a hundred other things that will self-sabotage your efforts to get what you really want. And while the idea of doing more and making more and having more may feel fantastic, while you may put it on a vision board, while you may dream about it, doubts will creep in 
and will overshadow anything you try to do. Those money stories will surface up and stop you from going after what you want. And in the end, you'll find yourself wondering if you'll ever be able to have a career you love and the money to match. These internal conflicts can cause a tug of war in your mind, which can fuel things like imposter syndrome, right? Not feeling good enough or worthy enough or feeling like you're going to get found out. Some of that is tied to a money story. And listen, you have a good level of success. You can have success. You can reach the heights in your career, have a great job, and still be held back by your thoughts and feelings around making more money. Oftentimes, you'll find that those who are in high-powered positions and making a lot of money have a narrative that they have to work themselves to death to earn it. That's a money story. So I encourage you to spend some time exploring what your stories are around money and how it's impacting your financial behaviors, how it's impacting your everyday work behaviors, how it's impacting how you think about what's available and possible for you for your life and your career. For example, do you cling to money in unhealthy ways because you fear losing it or not having it? When you can have a healthy relationship with money, you always are able to create it and have it no matter what you do. And if you believe that, then things become possible for you. Hopefully you can see how your stories and your relationship with money, hopefully you get it now, are crucial to unlocking your ability to achieve your income goals. Understanding these dynamics will give you the power to change them. Now, to help you on this journey, I've included a free handout for you that you can download in the show notes. I want you to find a quiet space to work through these worksheets. The first step to making any change in our lives is always awareness, and I want you to use these worksheets to get that awareness and to find the hidden beliefs and the self-sabotaging habits that are buried in your unconscious mind. When we're able to bring these things to the forefront, we can begin unraveling them and ultimately get on the path to do the incredible things that I know you are able to do and that you want to do. We use that the container of the Career Rebel Academy to do just that, to help women step into what's possible, to unravel these hidden stories, these limiting beliefs that are keeping them from stepping into the greatest power that they know is available to them and possible. All right, Rebels, that's it for me today. By the way, this won't be the last time that we talk about money on the podcast. There's a lot to discuss, but honestly, none of it really matters if you don't first get clear about your thinking around money, the blocks around money, your mindset around money, so that you can truly make room for more. So that when it comes to the practical tips and strategies, that you'll know not only how to implement them, but as you start to feel the doubt creep in or the resistance creep in, that you know what it's about and that you can take a moment to stand back and unravel the money stories, unravel the limiting beliefs around money that may be keeping you from stepping into that next iteration that you know is possible for you. I want to thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week. And until next time, have an amazingly rebellious week and go out there and make that money. If you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, then you've got to come check out the Career Rebel Academy. It's where you'll get the individual help and support you need applying the concepts and strategies you're learning here and so much more. You'll be joined by a community of other rebels just like you, and I'll be there as your guide every step of the way. 
If you're genuinely looking to change the course of your life and career, I promise you, this is the place you'll want to be. Just go to www.carolparkerwalsh.com forward slash career dash rebel dash academy. I can't wait to see you there.